O God the Father, creator of heaven and earth, have mercy upon us. O God the Son, redeemer of the world, O God, the Holy Ghost, sanctifier of the faithful. O holy, blessed, and glorious Trinity, one God. Remember not, Lord Christ, our offenses, nor the offenses of our forefathers, neither reward us according to our sins, Spare us, good Lord, spare thy people, whom thou hast redeemed with thy most precious blood, and by thy mercy preserve us forever. <clears throat> from all evils and wickedness, from sin, from the crafts and assaults of the devil, and from everlasting damnation. From all blindness of heart, from pride, vainglory, and hypocrisy, from envy, hatred, and malice, and from all want of charity, from all inordinate and sinful affections, and from all deceits of the world, the flesh, and the devil. From all false doctrine, heresy, and schism, from hardness of heart and contempt of thy word and commandment, from lightning and tempest, from earthquake, fire, and flood, from plague, pestilence, and famine, from all oppression, conspiracy, and rebellion, from violence, battle, and murder, and from dying suddenly and unprepared. By the mystery of thy holy incarnation, by thy holy nativity and submission to the law, by thy baptism, fasting, and temptation, by thine agony and bloody sweat, by thy cross and passion, by thy precious death and burial, by thy glorious resurrection and ascension, and by the coming of the Holy Ghost. In all time of our tribulation, in all time of our prosperity, in the hour of our death, and in the day of our judgment, We sinners do beseech thee to hear us, O Lord God, and that it may please thee to rule and govern thy holy church, universal in the right way. That it may please thee to illumine all bishops, priests, and deacons with true knowledge and understanding of thy word, and that both by their preaching and living they may set it forth and show it accordingly. <coughs> 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 
that it may please thee to bless and keep all thy people. That it may please thee to send forth laborers into thy harvest and to draw all mankind into thy kingdom. that it may please thee to give to all people increase of grace to hear and receive thy word and to bring forth the fruits of the Spirit. That it may please thee to bring into the way of truth all such as have erred and are deceived. that it may please thee to give us a heart to love and fear thee and diligently to live after thy commandments. That it may please thee so to rule the hearts of thy servants, the President of the United States and all others in authority, that they may do justice and love mercy and walk in the way of truth. That it may please thee to make wars to cease in all the world, to give to all nations unity, peace, and concord, and to bestow freedom upon all peoples. That it may please thee to show thy pity upon all prisoners and captives, the homeless and the hungry, and all who are desolate and oppressed. That it may please thee to give and preserve our youths the bountiful fruits of the earth, so that in due time all may enjoy them. That it may please thee to inspire us in our several callings to do the work which thou givest us to do with singleness of heart as thy servants and for the common good. That it may please thee to preserve all who are in danger by reason of their labor or their travel. That it may please thee to preserve and provide for all women in childbirth, young children and orphans, the widowed, and all whose homes are broken or torn by strife. That it may please thee to visit the lonely, to strengthen all who suffer in mind, body, and spirit, and to comfort with thy presence those who are failing and infirm. That it may please thee to support, help, and comfort all who are in danger, necessity, and tribulation. That it may please thee to have mercy upon all mankind. That it may please thee to give us true repentance, 
to forgive us all our sins, negligences, and ignorances, and to endue us with the grace of thy Holy Spirit to amend our lives according to thy holy word. That it may please thee to forgive our enemies, persecutors, and slanderers, and to turn their hearts. That it may please thee to strengthen such as do stand, to comfort and help the weak-hearted, to raise up those who fall, and finally to beat down Satan under our feet. That it may please thee to grant to all the faithfully departed eternal life and peace. That it may please thee to grant that in the fellowship of the Blessed Virgin Mary, St. John our patron, and all the saints, we may attain to thy heavenly kingdom. Son of God, we beseech thee to hear us. Son of God, we beseech thee to hear us. O Lamb of God, that takest away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. O Lamb of God, that takest away the sins of the world. O Lamb of God, that takest away the sins of the world, O Christ, hear us. be with you. Let us pray. O Almighty God, who alone canst order the unruly wills and affections of sinful men, grant unto thy people that they may love the thing which thou commandest and desire that which thou dost promise that so among the sundry and manifold changes of the world, our hearts may surely there be fixed where true joys are to be found. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.
A reading from Isaiah. Thus says the Lord, who makes a way in the sea, a path in the mighty water, who brings forth chariot and horse, army and warrior. They lie down. They cannot rise. They are extinguished, quenched like a wick. Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The wild beasts will honor me, the jackals and the ostriches. For I give water in the wilderness, rivers in the desert, to give drink to my chosen people, the people whom I formed for myself, that they might declare my praise. The word of the Lord. in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, 
not having a righteousness of my own based on law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, that if possible, I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already attained this, or that I, or this, or am already perfect, but I press on to make my own, because Christ Jesus was made, has made me his own. Brethren, I do not consider that I have made my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. The word of the Lord. Lord be with you. The Holy Gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ according to St. John. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany where Lazarus was, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. There they made him a supper. Martha served, and Lazarus was one of those at table with him. Mary took a pound of costly ointment of pure nard and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the ointment. But Judas Iscariot, one of his disciples, he who was to betray him, said, Why was this ointment not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? This he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief. And as he had the money box, he used to take what was put into it. Jesus said, let her alone. Let her keep it for the day of my burial. The poor you will always have with you, but you do not always have me. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Grant, O Lord, that thy word only may be spoken and thy word only may be received in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
Jesus said, let her alone, let her keep it for the day of my burial. The poor you will always have with you, but you do not always have me. My wife, Catherine's maternal grandmother, is one of my more favorite people in this world. She was in one of the first classes of nursing students at Duke University and ended her career by being a professor of nursing at the same university. She is an extremely devout and loving Christian lady. She's been active in churches around the world as she traveled with her military husband through several wars and conflicts. She was one of the first women in North Carolina allowed to serve as deacon at her Baptist church in Durham. She has served as a missionary to foreign lands, taught untold Sunday school classes, reads the Bible with vigor and her devotionals daily. She is extremely learned in matters of faith. And as you might guess, our conversations don't run long before they turn to matters of faith and religion. And this past week, Rosie and I, Rosie being way over 90 years old, and I were sitting at the kitchen table, and she shared memories of her trip to the Holy Land, to Jerusalem. She went to Jerusalem one year just after Christmas, and she was very excited to go there. She lived in Germany at the time, and she was thrilled with the celebration of Christmas in the land that gave us both the Advent wreath and the Christmas tree. It was a magical world for her. So she was expecting to find at the Church of the Nativity similar, similar decor, garland and holly and ivy, yuletide logs, or perhaps a magical Victorian Christmas from her time in England wonderful Christmas traditions surrounding this rustic cave wherein the Savior of the world was born. But when she arrived at the Church of the Nativity, she found the opposite. None of the visions in her mind were there. Rather, she found a gold and silver gilded sanctuary and altar and a large star marking the spot of the birth of our Lord. So instead of finding a rustic, timeless cave decorated with Christmas, with garland and trees and yuletide logs and tinsel, she found a glimmery sanctuary with no tree, no garland. She told me it was one of the most disappointing things she'd ever seen. She said the church of the, the nativity was nothing more than preacher's glitter. In other words, she reckoned it to be a huge waste of money and effort that distorted and ruined the place of Jesus' birth. And with her being a very dedicated, very devout Baptist, I understood what she meant, and I understood her disappointment. So our discussion turned to sacramental theology, the belief that Jesus is really and truly present in the sacraments of the church. And so in a real way, we believe we meet Jesus here in the church at the altar rail. So in those places, no expense is spared and people that hold sacramental faith many times give very generous gifts offered to God to make those places truly holy and truly special by highlighting, marking where heaven and earth touch during the Eucharist. 
These are the places where heaven and earth touch. These are the places where we have Jesus with us. We agreed to disagree about sacramental theology and what churches should look like, what Christmas should look like, but we both agreed that we should give our best and our first to God, which is what this morning's gospel lesson explores. St. John contrasts two people, Mary and Judas. Both Mary and Judas are committed to Jesus in one way or another. Both have been following him during his public ministry. St. John tells us about Judas, but Judas Iscariot, one of his disciples, he who was to betray him, said, why was this ointment not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? This he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief. And as he had the money box, he used to take what was put into it. So in three verses, we learn a tremendous amount about Judas. Judas held the money bag, the money box, the purse. Judas was Jesus's treasurer, a relatively important job. Judas kept all the money that they had or the money that they were given or the money they collected and he dispersed that money in trust to pay debts, to care for the poor, and other needs of the ministry. Trust had to be involved in that relationship. He must have been seen as a competent person, a responsible person, a devout person. Judas exhibited some sense of authority and trustworthiness in order to carry and be in charge of the apostle's purse. Judas was seen as a man worthy to honor with this burden. But yet, we learn from St. John that despite the trust Judas has given, despite his competency, despite his trustworthiness, he was a thief. Thief. He took from Jesus and the other apostles. He stole what the faithful had given to Jesus for his own ends. He took from the poor. He used Jesus for his gain. We learn another thing, that he had no concern for the poor at all. Now this is a thing that was a central thread to the ministry of Jesus. In Luke's fourth chapter, 18th verse, which we read two Sundays before Lent began, Jesus says in the midst of the synagogue from the prophet Isaiah, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captive and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. So not only was Judas a thief, he had no interest in what Jesus was doing. So when meeting Jesus, perhaps it's fair to say that Judas was disappointed that their visions differed, and Judas saw the opportunity to take and use Jesus to his own personal ends, self-serving ends. Now in contrast to Judas, we also have in the story Mary. Mary does a very odd thing this morning, a thing so personal, so intimate, that it is uncomfortable to many to listen to or to read. Mary took a pound of costly ointment of pure nard and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. 
and the house was filled with the fragrance of the ointment. So two noteworthy things here. Mary takes something that's worth a month's wages for most people, a thing that is of great value, and smears it on the feet of Jesus. Now, feet were and still are generally not parts of our body that we would spend a month's wages on, nor are they a part of our body that we allow willingly others to touch. When Jesus washes the feet of the disciples, it is seen as an act of humiliation. It's an astonishing thing to those whose feet are washed. And here we have Mary anointing Jesus' feet with a very expensive, exotic, rare fragrance. But Mary just doesn't stop there. She goes farther. She wipes the excess ointment off with her hair. Now imagine that for a a moment. By any stretch of the imagination, Mary wiping Jesus' feet with her hair is an act that is filled to overflowing with passion and with love. It's an act of total giving, of becoming vulnerable in front of the others in that room. It is a throwing caution to the wind. Here we see Mary giving to Jesus wholly and without care or without concern for what others think. She gives deeply of herself and of her wealth. It is a total and complete giving, body and soul. It's fair to say that all of the apostles and close friends of Jesus in that room knew that things were coming to an end in one way or the other. Mary reacts in an outpouring of self, a passionate and without care outpouring of love, adoration, and affection. Judas, however, reacts to both the nearing end of Jesus' ministry, ending in a way that he had not wanted it to or foreseen, and Mary's sacrificial love, he reacts to these two things with scorn and with thievery. Judas's concern is with himself and what he stands to gain. So St. John is deliberate this morning, brothers and sisters, in this contrast. He forces us to think about our own reaction to Jesus, to Jesus' life, to Jesus' ministry, and to his passion, death, and resurrection. John forces us to ask ourselves to look at our souls and ask, are we like Judas? Irritated? Astonished? By Mary's sacrificial acts and her own passion towards Jesus? Do we look to Jesus for personal selfish gain Do we look at Jesus and only see what he can give to us? Do we look at Jesus as through the eyes of a thief? Or are we like Mary, giving wholly and deeply of our passion and of our love and of our adoration and of our possessions? Do we love Jesus with the entirety of our beings, throwing caution to the wind and not caring what anyone may think? Beloved in the Lord Jesus Christ, let us love Jesus with our whole hearts, with our whole beings. Brothers and sisters, let us throw caution to the wind. Let us love Jesus and give to Jesus completely body and soul. Let us be as Mary and not as Judas. 
Let our love for God and Jesus Christ be shown in our care for the poor and in our care for our church and in our care of one another. As we approach this most holy week, let this love show forth also in our dedication to the worship and adoration of God in Jesus. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Continuing, let us affirm our faith in God and in his holy church. Standing. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternal. The peace of the Lord be always with you, and also with you. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to St. John's on this fifth uh, Sunday in Lent, what is commonly called Passion Sunday in Lent. Uh, it's a pleasure to see you all here, being the, the last week of spring break. 
the day after most celebrations of St. Patrick's Day and amid a, a flurry of pollen. So it's, uh, it's, good to, it's good to see so many souls here this morning. Uh, our celebration of Lent will continue today at 5 p.m. with Stations of the Cross and Benediction. At 6 p.m. our youth group will meet. Uh, then this week, Monday through Friday at 9 o'clock, we will uh, say matins or morning prayer in the chapel. Our Wednesday schedule uh, continues with uh, a noontime mass with healing. And at 5.15 p.m. we will have an abbreviated service of Holy Communion here in the church, followed by soup and salad dinner um, in our DVD series. Um, and please know that next Sunday is Palm Sunday, uh, so we'll meet... Uh, there, there will be no Sunday school, and we'll meet out uh, in the in the Greensward uh, for the celebration or for the liturgy of the palms and the procession into the church. So, uh, be on your guard for that. And I think that's all. Uh, it's getting very, very close to the end of time that, that uh, for the giving of Easter flowers. So, on the back of your bulletin, there's a form you may fill out and put in the uh, the plate if you would like to donate flowers for Easter. There's also um, the sacristy board, or you may do so through our notes from Patmos or over the website. Uh, so I believe that is, um, that is it for today. So again, everyone, welcome. Ascribe to the Lord the honor due his name, bring offerings and come into his courts. of thee, O Lord, and of thine own have we
Please stand. The holy sacrifice that is Eucharist is offered to the greater glory of God and thanksgiving for his many, many blessings upon our lives. Giving thanks, especially this day, for the grace and mercy of God as we journey through Lent. We remember especially those Christians whose Lenten journey may very well cost them their lives by the proclamation of their faith. And all who are preparing for this holy week in Easter, may God's grace and mercy and blessings and joy be with them. May our church communities be light to a dark and broken world and hope in a hopeless land. And may the souls of all the faithfully departed, through the mercy of God, rest in peace. We also offer special intentions this day for handmaids with child, remembering especially Margaret Bounds, Elizabeth Hancock, Nora Middleton, and Elizabeth Tosh for the dead, especially Tony Hembry, and for those celebrating birthdays this week, especially Gordana Kapirozowska, Henry Malloy, and Connor Sullivan for those celebrating anniversaries, remembering especially Mike and Carol Gibbs. For those who suffer in body, mind, or spirit, Dan Lindsay, Alfredo Adam, Norman Alston, Kay Anderson, John Barnett, Susan Boyd, Beth Boykin, Mary Brigham, Luca Seraldo, Mary Kraft, Susie Dearman, Judy Ellis, Sylvia Ellis, Michelle Gibson, Vicki Glenn, Bill Hersom, Sidney Holyfield, Clementa Ivanell, Leroy Jensen, Maureen Jensen, Josie Jett, Brian Jones, Pat Killen, Jeff Looney, Mary Lou Lott, Della McAllister, Joel McDaniel, Nita McRae, Jean Miller, Mike Meek, Kyle Pearson, Chris Peavy, Whitney Pickering, Carol Prevost, Jenny Lou Kwong, Hayward Reed, Ashley Rogers, Eleanor Rummel, Will Sanderson, Bill and Carolyn Sanford, Diane Scott, Doyle Scott, Will Sherrill and family, Ella Smith, Wendy Sneed, Tony Stiles, Joyce Timms, Joan Todd, Martha Jane Tyler, Lucy May Wade, Jenny Wally, Shirley Waldrop, Dan Walters, Donna and Milton Wheeler, Suzanne White and Lisa Worrell, and for the all who suffer from chronic illnesses and those for whom we have special intentions now. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing. Always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. You bid your faithful people cleanse their hearts and prepare with joy for the Paschal Feast, that fervent in prayer and in works of mercy and renewed by your word and sacrament, they may come to the fullness of grace which you have prepared for those who love you. Therefore, 
We praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name. Gracious Father, in your infinite love you made us for yourself, and when we had fallen into sin and become subject to evil and death, you in your mercy sent Jesus Christ, your only and eternal Son, to share our human nature, to live and die as one of us, to reconcile us to you, the God and Father of all. He stretched out his arms upon the cross and offered himself in obedience to your will a perfect sacrifice for the whole world. On the night he was handed over to suffering and death, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread, and when he had given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore, we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. And we celebrate the memorial of our redemption, O Father, in this sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving. Recalling his death, resurrection, and ascension, we offer you these gifts. Sanctify them by your Holy Spirit to be for your people the body and blood of your Son, the holy food and drink of new and unending life in him. Sanctify us also that we may faithfully receive this holy sacrament and serve you in unity, constancy, and peace. And at the last day, bring us with all your saints into the joy of your eternal kingdom. All this we ask through your Son, Jesus Christ. By him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, 
All honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. And now, as our Savior Christ hath taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed
Let us pray. Almighty and ever-living God, we thank you for feeding us with the spiritual food of the most precious body and blood of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and for assuring us in these holy mysteries that we are living members of the body of your Son and heirs of your eternal kingdom. And now, Father, send us out to do the work you have given us to do, to love and serve you as faithful witnesses of Christ our Lord. To him, to you, and to the Holy Spirit, be honor and glory, now and forever. Amen. Humble yourselves before the Lord. Look with compassion, O Lord, upon this thy people, that rightly observing this holy season, they may learn to know thee more fully and to serve thee with a more perfect will. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. 